on radio, streaming live on investtalk.com, and for our podcast subscribers. This is Invest Talk, above average investing for the average investor. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. And now, KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. How you doing? This is, uh, what, is that Friday already? Gosh, I can't believe it. It's Friday, December 27th, and I just spilt some water on my desk. Isn't that just great? Here, let me throw some stuff on it. Okay, that should soak it up. There you go. I'm ready. I'm okay. Just that's amazing how fast that happens. Anyway, good afternoon, everybody. I hope you're all well. We got four days left. Four days left in the year, and then it's going to be the new decade, 2020. I'm wondering if I'll be around for the next decade after that. I don't know. Maybe I won't. In other words, it is an optimal time for you to, you know, take a look at your your portfolio and see what kind of risk. Rebalancing, this is always the best time, in my opinion, the last couple of weeks in December uh, for the new year. You can also do it the first couple of weeks of January. That's okay, but this is a good time, the, new, the year-end, year-beginning period. Really take a look at your portfolio. Really why you want to do it before the year end to see if there's any tax loss selling you could do to prevent from paying income, paying taxes on, you know, the gains that you've had and you've realized them. Well, do you have any losses that you can apply to? And maybe you don't, maybe you do, but it's a good time to do it before the first of the new year. Okay, and then maybe rebalance based on what you need to do as well. Might as well do it at the same time. Makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. I'm Steve Peasley. I thank you for joining me today and hope you will give me a call. This is a call-in show where you ask anything financial. And, of course, when you do, you take you push the show wherever you want it to go. It's up to you. Anything, uh, anything you uh, want to talk about, as long as it's financial, I'm there on board with you. We can talk about income tax, even though I'm not an expert on any of that. We can talk about uh, 401ks, IRAs. We can talk about insurance. I'm pretty good at insurance. I know a lot about that. That's where I started my career. But, you know, it's all we're all it's all an effort to make you a better investor so we all can reach that financial freedom goal that we all want. It's that simple. Financial freedom, you know, that's what we want. That means you get to do what you want because you have enough money to support your lifestyle, whatever that is. And it is doable. Don't think it's not. You know, I don't like listening to people think, well, I can't do it. I'm too old. No, you, everybody can reach for that goal. you got to have goals. I don't care how old you are. So that's what I'm going to do in this hour. I'll do my best to keep you on that path. And it's time to give me a call. We're live at 888-99-CHART. The show is live Monday through Friday, 4, 4 to 5 Pacific time. Unless, of course, the holidays are getting away, which they did this week, and they will again next week. But generally, I'm always live. Me or Justin are live. Okay, so you know in January, I'm going to be doing portfolio reviews and consultations in both uh, Dallas and Texas and in New York. I'll be in Dallas, Texas on January 24th. And that is a Friday, so if you want to meet me, I still have a couple slots open. Then on January 28th and 29th, that's a Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm returning to New York City. Okay? And what the weekend is in between, and I'm visiting relatives. That's what I'm doing. That's why it's broken up that way. I'm flying out to New York on Monday, and I'm meeting people Tuesday and Wednesday. So if you want to meet with me, 
You know, that's the time to give them a call, send me an email, contact me. It's, it's not that hard. You all do, you, do, all you, it, you just go to the portfolio review page on investtalk.com. Portfolio review page on investtalk.com and register. So what you do is you send me why I need, I would like to see Steve, blah, blah, blah. You know, fill out the little form, comes right to my desk, and then we call you and set up a time. Okay? So remember, you can always call my office directly if you want to, too. KPP Financial Offices in Irvine, California. And that's a different number, or you can call this listener line number. You know, so many ways to get a hold of me. Okay, there is. My main talking point today concerns a particular story. While filing your income tax return may never be the same, because the laws have changed. American Tax Cuts and Jobs Act created, a, a, you know, some big changes, and it certainly affected me. It affected people on the coast a lot. But you know, we want to maybe talk about that. We'll we'll touch base on what a lot of people in the Midwest are going to benefit from it and have. So that's what we're going to talk about. Also, number one job in America that requires zero experience pays a hundred thousand dollars a year, and it's not in Silicon Valley. What job is that? Number one job that requires zero experience pays a hundred thousand bucks. Inheriting a parent's IRA or 401k, the SECURE Act created a different, a whole different thing. You need to understand what the changes are in an inherited IRA or inherited 401k. Now, if you're a spouse or a close relative, it doesn't really change. But other than that, it's a pretty major change, and we've got to talk about that. And finally, the most influential products of the last decade. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is not only they're, they're very influential, but it also influences you not just as a consumer, but as an investor. you got to think about what these products are changing and how that might affect your investments. So those are the talking points I'm going to go over today, and that's Hopefully, these will be of interest, and we can move forward from there. Okay? My main talking point is one that uh, we will get to here first. I got some... Uh, so, what the market do today? Well, it was a mixed day on Wall Street after having some pretty good up days for the last couple of weeks. The Dow was up 24, but the Nasdaq was down 16, and the S&P, the broader of the indexes, it was flat today. Flat. Nothing much going on today. But that's okay. We've had a pretty good run, so I'm not, I don't think anybody should complain. Let's go to James and James and Hayward. He wants to talk about a 529 plan. How you doing, James? I'm doing good, Steve. Thank you for a good job. Thank so you. I have a 529 for my kids. But the, the um, mutual fund that are in the, in the plan, at the end of the year, they had a distribution. But in my plan, in yes. my account, it doesn't show the distribution was done on hmm. the plan. It should. It should. It should. Whoever the custodian is, you need to pick up the phone. Yeah, it's not showing that For everybody. distribution of long-term care or long-term... Um, now, you won't, you won't have to pay any taxes... You won't have to pay any taxes on any of that in a 529 plan because the growth in the 529 plan, the distributions, the dividends, and the you don't have to pay any taxes, but they still should show up in the plan. 
They should show up in your statement. If they're not showing up, then you need to make a phone call. Where are where are they? So for everybody else, a 529 plan is a plan for uh, it is an education plan for your children or your grandchildren or your wife or husband, whoever you want it to be the whoever you want designated as the beneficiary. But the 529 plan itself is a is an education plan in which money can, you put money in it, it grows tax free. And then you take the money to use it to pay for accredited colleges. It's only designed for accredited colleges only. That's all the money you can use. That's the only use you can put that money to is the accredited colleges for, because you can't use it for like you know truck driving school or beauty school or anything like that. But so what happens is all that growth and what what James is saying is, hey, I had distributions. I had, I mean, I had. Uh, uh, dividends or I had uh, capital distributions in the plan from my investments but they're not showing up and they, that's a matter of bookkeeping inside the plan so whoever your custodian is needs to address it and you need to address it with them say hey where's my distributions where's my dividends whatever it is that you're whatever you're missing Okay, usually it's not missing. Usually it's somewhere in there, and you probably if it's a big custodian like Schwab or Vanguard or whomever, it's probably there. And just gonna call them and find out. You're listening to Invest.com. I'm Steve Peasley, and we present this program five new shows every weekday, Monday through Friday, and we broadcast it and stream live in our four o'clock hour Pacific time, Monday through Friday. And of course, you can go to our podcast library as well. You can search, subscribe, and please take a second to rate Invest Talk Podcast. I would appreciate that. You can do it on iTunes, Spotify, or uh, Google Play. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888 99Chart. You are listening to Invest Talk. Christmas has come and gone. The start of a new year and a new decade is almost here. The health of your financial future may depend on the decisions you make in 2020. Steve Peasley is here now, ready to provide his unbiased investment guidance. The phone lines are open, and Steve is taking your questions live. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to, uh, let's go to Bill. Uh, Bill. Bill. Sam Raphael. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing well, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Well, I appreciate it. You know, you making it makes the show. So what would you like to talk about? You want to talk about asset allocation, I think. I do. Um, I'm retired. I have a balanced, port- had a balanced portfolio, roughly 50-50. Uh, recently uh, had an inheritance, and so now uh, my portfolio is out of balance. And I just wanted your okay. opinion, given the market the way it is. I've got about $100,000 to get back into equities and ch- checking to see what you think would be a good time frame, given the current market conditions, to get equities to work with that 100000 Okay, well, I might be a little bit cautious at this point and wait for a little bit of a pullback. Uh, historically, when you look at a year that we've had in this year, that since we're still in this year, uh, the year following a good year like this, where the market is up pretty strong, generally the year after that is also up pretty strong. So don't think it's going to 
like, well, it's got to get back all the gains. No, when a market's up more than 20%, and this is statistics, I mean, that, you know, and it doesn't have to always be true, but it tends to be true. So when a market's up more than 20% in one year, the following year, the average return is 13%. So you need to be in the market to rebalance and rebalance in the market. But we've had a very good run in December. Whenever you have a very good run, usually January is probably going to give some of that back. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to have a collapse or anything. It's just that, Bill, I would wait for some. I, I would not necessarily hesitate to buy something that's a real good bargain at this point. And I see some bargains in the oil area. Uh, there's a couple of, we bought a, a particular couple of, uh, regional banks in the Midwest that would seem to be pretty reasonable price, and we've just done that in the last week or two. So it's not like we're avoiding it. But if I I wouldn't push real hard getting into market until I you see some weakness in the market. But yeah, you need to need to put it in because next year chances are high that they're going to be a little bit more volatile this year than it was the coming year versus the year we're into now. We're going to see more volatility, but that will give you opportunities to get in and buy some things. Okay, Tim? I'm sorry, Bill. Okay? Bill, appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Tim in San Ramon. How are you doing, Tim? Doing well. How about you? I'm doing well, and I appreciate the call. I really do, and uh, we'll have a new year coming up. So what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about big lots? Yeah, I owe this to your program. I um, I heard about it and you approved it, and I I looked at it, looked at the numbers, and I liked. I thought it was a a good uh, value, and uh, yep, um, and it and it did go up significantly. So I'm up like thirty percent. Uh, so my good question is, should I pay or take some of my profits? And then another question that is related to it. Um, that when you guys say technically um, that it's consolidating above versus um, or below uh, the moving averages versus uh, topping or basing, uh, how, uh-huh. what was what is the difference that you see and technically? Okay, uh, I'll do that. I, I got to take a quick break here. I got to take a quick break, and uh, I'll answer your questions right after. This is Invest Talk eight 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 ninety nine chart is our number. This is Invest Talk. Steve Peasley has expanded the travel consultation schedule for his no-cost portfolio reviews. That's right. On January 24th, Steve will be in Dallas, Texas. Then on January 28th and 29th, Steve will return to New York City. He can help you optimize your investment assets. So learn more and register soon through the portfolio review page at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin welcome your questions now. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. And, you know, I really appreciate you holding on. Uh, holding on. So, uh, 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 Tim, we're talking about big lots. Was it Tim? Yeah. Tim, we're talking... Yeah, we're yeah we're talking about big lots, and you asked about the technicals. Um, and by the way, big lots is still not expensive. I mean, we're talking about a stock that's going to make four dollars and four cents next year, and it's a twenty eight dollars stock. That means you know it's it's what twenty nine PE. That's still you know 
eight PE twenty four four times. You know, so uh, you know eight PE that's still pretty reasonable. So you know, there's no real reason to sell it. Uh, you know, at this point, I think I'd hold on to it if I were you. Um, and the reason why we saw support is because around 1920, it's been there several times, and that seems to be where it stops going down. And that's why it jumped up from there. So it's pretty natural for it to do that. Now it's above the 200-day moving average, above the 50-day moving average, above the... So I, I think you let it, you keep it. If it drops below maybe $26, you might want to take some profits off the table. But if it doesn't, it holds it. I think now that's good support. $26, $27 is now where it's good support. So if it, it's at $28.51 now. So if it came down to that number, it wouldn't bother me at all. But So I still think it's got a little more room to run on the upside. Okay? Thanks for the call. I appreciate holding on, too. My main talking point today concerns the story about income tax, about the changes made, uh, and what you can do about it. And you really can't do a lot about it. If you're on the coast where the property values are pretty high and the sales tax is pretty high, you know, you, you are now limited as to what you can write off. So, you know, if you just can't do anything about it, I'm one of those people that I got hurt by this tax. What happened is they incre- he increased the the individual tax cr- you know credit to, to what for no twenty you, you, there's a table you can see this article but that's the individual but it also reduced the amount you can write off for property tax and sub tax in the particular state that you're in so anybody living in California didn't help didn't help anybody in New York and Boston and in New York Massachusetts and those places, but those people, the majority of people, helped. It helped because your 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 property tax and your sales tax are not nearly as as high. So the high tax states, you know, if you're living in there, your tax deductions were reduced. It's just the way it is. So when they say, you know, when they argue that it was a great tax benefit for most people, it is true. It's true, just not for us here in California and various states. You know, high, and as I said, it's mostly the coast, north, east coast, and west coast. The, the, you know, other than in Florida, I think it helped people there because their property value is not nearly as high. But in the northeast area and most of California, nope, didn't help us at all. Isn't that funny how it didn't help those people that don't vote Republican? They vote Democrat. Hmm. And it was a Republican president that put that in. Hmm. <laughs> just just pointing it out, everybody. Okay. So, for today's Friday, so I usually give you benchmark numbers. Uh, two-year treasury is 1.6. 10-year treasury yields 1.87. So, the yield curve is normal. It's only when it inverts, when the 10-year pays is paying more than the two-year, that that's a, a sign of going to recession. That did happen two, two, three months ago. And then it was only lasted a very short period of time. Oil, sixty-one, sixty-seven a barrel. $61.67. It stayed in the... 50s and 60s most of this year. Now, popped up a little bit above 60. Gasoline price at $2.55 nationwide. In California, it's a little higher, $3.57. Uh, but in Hawaii, it's 367 It was like $4 in California during this year at one point per, per gallon. 
So Louisiana is the cheapest there, it looks like, about $2.26 a gallon. So that's if you want need chap if you want we're looking for cheap gasoline that's where you got to go get it, Louisiana. Okay. And what else? Let's see before we have to take our main break in the bottom of the hour. Consumer spending, consumers are, are looking up and been spending money. Wages and income are growing, so the prediction that the housing will go will do well and that in, in, as long as interest rates stay low and that's it's going to be true. Probably this year, the housing market will be fine. Wages have had their best surge in two decades, everybody. That very help, very much helpful for consumer spending. And, of course, our economy is 66 60 70% driven by the consumer, so things look pretty decent. The 30-year year, year fixed mortgage rate is at 3.74%. Not too bad. There is an inventory problem for housing, though. So that's, that's an issue. But still, housing is... is pretty good corporate profits are good you know things are looking up for this year up really is okay now we have a trivia question before they take the break for the S&P 500 positive return years sometimes follow negative turn years but not always do you remember any obvious seesaw performance sequence from the past 20 years so the S&P 500 has a positive year do you have a negative year following what we'll give you we'll give you some information about that. 888-99 charges our number. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they describe their services as independent thinking, shared success. And this philosophy is why KPP Financial can be of great value to investors. KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are committed to unbiased guidance. They don't upsell clients into expensive and questionable investments. Instead, Steve and Justin provide honest opinions and proven strategies based on the individual's current portfolio and risk tolerance. Working with KPP Financial, you can be assured of consistent dedication toward the goal of helping you achieve financial freedom. You can get things started with a phone call or a simple message through investtalk.com. Take the next step toward your financial freedom. Contact KPP Financial. 888-992-4278. And before the break, um, I asked a trivia question. For the S&P 500, positive returns years sometimes follow negative return years, but not always. Do you remember any obvious seesaw performance sequence from the past 20 years or so? So here's the answer. Historical stock market returns provide a great way for you to see how much volatility can ex- you can expect over time when, the investing, when investing in the stock market. The pattern of returns varies over different decades. The market's down years have an impact, but the degree to which they impact you often gets determined by whether you decide to stay invested or not. Here are some of the examples of historical S&P 500 index stock market returns by year and percentage. In 1986, the S&P 500 delivered an 18.5% return. In 1987, the following year, the result was up 5.2%. 5.2%. Still up, though, but much less. In 1998, the S&P 5 return went up 
16.8%. So you can see the, you know, so 90, 86, 87, 88. So up 18%. Okay, then the year was up five, and then it was up sixteen. So it doesn't doesn't think just because it's up big, don't think it's automatically going to go down. Here's another cluster. 1999, the S&P delivered a 21 percent return. In 2000, the return was negative nine percent. In 2001 and 2002, they were also negative. But in 2003, the market was up 28 percent. One more. In 2013, the S&P delivered a 32.4% return. 32.4%. Okay. What happened after that? Do you remember? So, so those are how things, you, know, you just can't necessarily think. I mean, I'll just tell you, historically, historically, when the market's up more than 20% in one year, the following year, the average is 13% up. So don't think just because it was up big this year, it's going to be down big next year or flat next year. No, no, no not historically has it. I mean, it could be because it doesn't always work. But the, don't just get out because you had a great year. That's my biggest worry is that you're fearful that you're not going to have a great, you had a great year, it's going to be followed by another a bad year. No, that's not true. Not true. Let's go to Randy in Minnesota. How you doing, Randy? Hey, good. Thanks for taking my call. I've um, got a question and one little comment on a past call. Um, my question is, um, my retirement account for work, I'm about 57, 58 years old, and I've got uh-huh. oh, $275,000 in it. What's, and I, I consider myself moderately aggressive for investing. What should have my, by other standards or what you're seeing, what should have my return been? For this year? For, for like this moderately, year, moderately aggressive. Moderately, about aggressive. Moderate, moderately aggressive. Probably around ten percent or so, maybe twelve. Okay. Okay. All right. And and, you know, the market. The you know, market is. Okay. Then you're okay. Then you're fine. Because you know, I was uh, in my balanced income program. We were only thirty, forty percent invested, and we got about a thirteen percent return. The rest was in bonds. You know, and some cash. So you're not going to get great returns. You, you, you know, an average return for being moderately aggressive means that you probably are 70% in the market, maybe 50 to 70% in the market. And so therefore you should get being, you know, 8 to 12%, maybe 15, somewhere in that range. Depending on, you know, everything depends on what you're in, of course. But, you know, you're just trying to give you a ballpark. Okay? Yeah. Okay, and how cold is it in and Minnesota, Randy, right now? I'm... Well, it's, it's, it's not super cold, but it's going to snow a lot tomorrow. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, snow, I know when it's snowing, it's not that cold when it snows. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. my comment yeah. is, a couple of weeks ago, a gentleman called in, and he said something about his employer. He couldn't do a retirement account, or they cut him back to like only 10%. And I don't know, it seemed like we couldn't figure out what the answer was, but could have that been due to like a highly compensated employee? Yes. Yeah, See, that might could, have been what that call was about if anybody else was listening about that. Yeah, if, if you get paid a ton of money, you're limited to how much you can invest in your 401k. Or there's also limits, you know, the, the, because there's 
fairness rules that they have concerning 401k. I'm not an expert in it, but I know that if you get paid way more than the average person in the in the company, you're limited to how much you can put away in your 401k. Randy, I appreciate it. And stay, uh, stay safe. Don't get caught in a blizzard of snow out there. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Okay, the KPP Premium Newsletter goes out today. It goes out every Friday, as you know. And it's usually, I fill it up with as much information as I can. Didn't have a ton of information on the economic front this week because it was a short holiday week and so next week. So we didn't, you know, what happens is you don't get a lot of those economic reports that you normally would get. Okay. So, but that's okay. You know, it's okay. You still had economic numbers. The biggest one was durable goods report, and I talked about that, and it was not very good on the top-line number. Negative is shrink 2%, but why? There's other parts. you got to look a little bit deeper to figure out what's really happening in the economy, and that's what I did in that newsletter today. So... 2020, uh, you know, the, the next, I talked about what the year should bring. Uh, what are the big three dangers that we had in 2020? One was the Federal Reserve, and what if they changed direction? Remember that they changed directions dramatically from 2000, late last year, December, they raised rates, and then in January, February, they lowered rates. I mean, they flipped 100. They usually don't do it that fast. It's usually, you know, they'll stop or pause raising or lowering, and they'll go for several months, or if things are not happening, they'll even go longer, but they change fast which was a big surprise. I remember, if you remember right, I was whining, whining a lot last year in December about they should not be raising rates. This is ridiculous. They've got to stop raising rates. They're going to push us into a recession. And I was whining about it, and they did change right away. They weren't listening to me, that's for sure. But in the portfolio management section, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, how to evaluate a company? What do you look at? What are the, some of the things you look at? What are the profitability metrics that you should concentrate on? And that's what I talked about in the uh, in that section in the return on equity, return on assets, you know, that kind of thing. Mar- profit margin, net margins. That's what we talked about. Stock ideas. I had a tobacco company that I like because the dividend is so juicy. And I also put out an ETF out there that pays a very high dividend and what it tracks a certain index that concentrates on dividends. And I thought that that might be something that people would be interested in putting on their watch list. You know, and the consumer side, consumer reports, you know, I mean, the consumer, um, the consumer uh, uh, section, I talked about the consumer watch section. I talked about, you know, uh, I talked about owning gold and how how you can own gold and what ways you can own gold and why you should. Remember, gold is a pretty thing. Uh, some people like it because it's pretty. I like it. the gold I have is not for really investment because I like gold. I like the the coins. It's kind of neat. So you know, different reasons why owning gold and different ways you can own it. So there's a lot of information, hopefully valuable information to you guys, the KPP Premium Newsletter subscribers. So you can subscribe. It's pretty easy. Go to investout.com and you know after subscribing, subscribing, you'll receive the full report. You get it every Friday in your email box. Every Friday. I write that thing every Friday. So I encourage you to reach out you know, to do that and go to investtalk.com. And you need to talk to me or Justin if you, at KPP Financial if you want us to, you can meet us in our Irvine, California office. If you want us to look at your portfolios, we'll be happy to do that. You can send us an e- e-message, an email, 
through investtalk.com or just send it directly to us. Pick up the phone. Anyways, if you want to talk to us, we'll be happy to talk to you. Okay, let's get to another caller. 888-99-CHART is the number. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Eric calling from Los Angeles. I'm calling about uh, retirement funds, Roth, IRA, 401k, 403b. I have all of those. And um, I actually have a, mo- a majority of it in Vanguard. Um, and that's where I have one old 401k. But I also have a 403b annuity with Nationwide and another one, a 401k with Fidelity. Is there any advantage of me to consolidate all of that into what I found is I prefer Vanguard and have it all at Vanguard. Otherwise, I, I heard there was an advantage of keeping the 403Bs and the 401Ks where they are for uh, legal purposes. Maybe they're protected a little more. So other than convenience, is there an advantage for me to uh, move everything to Vanguard right now? I look forward to hearing your answer. Thanks. Yes, there is an advantage. And they cannot, you know, as far as for further protection because you have more than one, that's nonsense. That's not true. You're pretty protected in your retirement account. So IRA, 401k, none of those are can be attacked, really, by anybody. In other words, someone trying to get your money from you because they're suing you or something. No, they can't get to that. Uh, so you can combine them. What's the advantage? The problem is if you have multiple ones, now, you, the ones that is current at your employer, you cannot roll that into an IRA. You cannot combine it with an IRA or anything like that. That one has to stay where it is. But any old ones, 401k, 401k, 403bs, old IRAs, you can combine them into one IRA if you want to. What's the advantage? Well, every year you're getting charged, you're getting paid, you're getting, the custodian is charging you 50 to 100 bucks per IRA or 401k or 403b, old ones. They're charging you every month because it's in that kind of, because they report to the government and they think they need to charge a fee. If you combine them all to one, now you're only paying one fee instead of three fees. That's the advantage. Also, the advantage is you don't you, you can you know when you consolidate them, you can see where all your money is at one place. I kind of like that idea, so I try. I encourage my clients or anybody else that yeah, consolidate your old stuff. Don't have it all over the place because you're going to lose track of it. You'll lose track of what you have and what you invested in. Try to consolidate. I think it's a smart. And just remember when it, when they're in retirement accounts, people can't sue you and get tacked that money. You know, if you file bankruptcy, you still get to keep the old, old 401ks and IRAs. You get to keep your IRAs. That's not part of, you know, they can't attack it. Unless you're doing something fraudulent. Okay? Then they might be able to do it. But I'm just talking about normal, day-to-day living people. Us. All of us. Okay? I'm Steve Peasley, and you're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. 2019 has been a pretty good year for us and Invest Talk, and you know, for you, I hope. And, and the podcasts and the listeners, we've done very well for this year, and we really appreciate everybody listening to the show and downloading. Justin and I really want to thank you for that. And we would like you to play, please tell your friends and family members to keep listening and sign up. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping, I, hear, I get a lot of good feedback that it, it helps people, and that's the goal. Yeah, and of course, you know, I don't think I, I don't know, and I don't want you to think I'm trying to pull one over. Of course, it's our marketing that we want for our, ourselves too. I'm not trying to fool anybody. We, you know, we want to manage your money, but also, but for me, I'm at an age and stage in my life. I, I like to help people as much as I can because it's fun. 
I like doing it, and I want to help. And you don't have to hire me. You know, I talked to somebody today. I said, you know, if you, you know, if you don't need to hire a money manager, if you if you do something, some things simple, and keep it simple. If you try to do something tricky, it gets more difficult, and you need to hire somebody. But you don't have to. But of course, we want to be your money manager. <laughs> you know, but I don't want you to feel that you know this show is about providing information. And yes, it is our marketing, but we try not to be you know, an infomercial about it. Okay, so thank you for all the calls and all the stuff you've done for me this last year because we're really coming into the end of the year. So check out all our stuff that we can do for you, our newsletter. We have a Riskalyze, a questionnaire there that kind of gauges how much risk you're comfortable with. I'd like you to take that. That's always a, a good tool for you to know where you are in that. And so go to investtalk.com. You can check it out. It's a very simple questionnaire. You can get it done pretty quickly. 888-99 chart. Okay, just real quick before we have to take another break. I'm, getting, I'm pushing it. I'm not doing my job correctly. Inheriting an IRA. The law has changed. The SECURE Act uh, changed the law about inherited IRAs. And what it did basically is that you have to take the IRA over a 10-year period. Before, you could spread it out over your lifetime as you inherited an IRA. But the change did not change. But the change in law did not change the 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 old law when it comes to as a spouse inheriting or a child inheriting, but just as a third party. So the big issue is don't don't have your IRA have a trust inherit your IRA because then it causes problems. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we've been here. You know, we got one goal here. One that's to achieve that a financial freedom goal. That's it. So we're going to continue out after this break. Get your questions in 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, what role should value stocks play in your equity portfolios? A trend in recent months has demonstrated a resurgent performance for value stocks. Justin will look into this story Monday. But now, Steve Beasley is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve, 888-99-CHART. Thanks for taking my call, Steve. This is Josh. I'm a 22-year-old investor. New to this investing thing, and I just have a question about how would I get into these private market stocks that I see growing without a stockbroker? Okay, that's pretty easy. You open up an account at a discount brokerage firm. TD Ameritrade is the one I use, but you can do it at E-Trade or any others. You can do also those online, uh, you know, uh, everything's free this day. So, so I would tr- do the, you know, you could do Schwab, uh, op- but you got to open an account. Whether it's an individual account for yourself or a right hand account, you got to open an account. From there, then you can buy whatever you want to whatever stock, publicly traded stock you want to, okay? But the first step is you got to open a brokerage account and you got to put money in it. That's that simple. Once you get to that point, then it's a matter of, well, how many shares do you want? How many can you afford? How much money do you want to invest? Now, try not to be buy one stock. You need to buy a handful of stocks. If you can't, stick. you should then stick with the indexes or the ETFs. It's that simple. Okay. So, now, 
Okay, the most influential products of the last decade. They are broken down into three categories, and that's and you know this. There may be other, actually four categories. There may be other others, but you know these are the the these the, when they say influential, that means where they impact not just the consumers, but the consumers and businesses and are changing the way we used to do things. That kind of impact is what they're talking about. For instance, an uh, on, on automobile, they have down Apple CarPlay. Have you had CarPlay? I have CarPlay in my car. And it's your car is just like your phone. and You can do anything you can do on your phone. It's hooked up to your car. So it's pretty... And Cadillac has a CT6 with Super Cruise. And, and then Tesla has... You know, Tesla S, uh, they think that car is all by itself. It was an uh, impact. And of course, it has. Think about the competition that other car companies. So, these are what they're talking about, these kinds of things. So, that's on cars. Tech, they were talking about Amazon Echo and how that's changing how people do things. And I read just recently how it's making people buy more stuff than they normally would because it's so easy. Those smart speakers, we're talking about smart speakers, you just talk. Apple AirPods, you know, that when they first came out, people made fun of those things, you know. Now they're super popular. The Apple iPod, iPad, the uh, Euro Mesh router, I don't know anything about that, and the Samsung Galaxy Notebook 7, and then Sling TV, that's all under the tech. Healthcare, Beyond Burger, the Impossible Burger, Blue Apron, Hello Fresh and those kind of food delivery places. So, you know, the meat that's not meat, that tastes like meat. And then, of course, they had Trader Joe's rice to cauliflower. I don't know anything about that as far as health, health and food section. So, you know, they had other, you know, they have a home and appliances and just things that change. And what I'm suggesting is when you look at stuff that like Sling TV or how about Ring Video Doorbells? What, how, should you buy those companies that make it? Are they public companies or do, do you buy the companies that make the parts that, that, that go into those things? You have to think globally around those products. What else could help? What else would be affected? And maybe should I invest in that? And then go do some research. That's what I'm talking about. So think about that, people, for the new year. What kind of new technology is going to take off and affect what other kinds of businesses? And should you be investing in that? This uh, this completes another InvestTop program. This is my last live show of the year. Justin uh, Justin will be here on Monday, and I'll return uh, in the new year. I will be. In the meantime, please tell your friends and family members that I'm traveling to Dallas and New York in January. If they want to meet with me, I'd love to do that. They could benefit from a no-cost portfolio review. Learn more and register soon at investtalk.com. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis 
and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART. 